Real Presence Live. Religion has understood things about the way humans function long before science was able to prove anything. Local. It's always important for all of us to kind of look externally and say, what about these family? They are just like the Holy Family. They're experiencing the same persecution. Engaging. Jesus wants to be with us. I always think of that as at the heart of the Eucharist. Live. A mystery then of the rosary allows us to see a teaching of the church, but to be able to go deeper within that teaching. Good morning. I'm Heather Caro. And I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. We are your hosts this morning for Real Presence Live. We're broadcasting from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. The sun is shining. It's a beautiful Ash Wednesday. Thank you for joining us. Happy Ash Wednesday, everybody. Or bless, we, we, it's blessed for sure. Blessed I'm just going to follow whatever you okay, say. Okay, that sounds good. Okay. That, that's, a, that's a good course of action for everybody to follow. <laughs> follow Dr. Bergwald. Wow. yeah. Please, Lord, no. Well, before we get too far, let's start with a prayer, shall sounds we? Sounds good. All right. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Gracious God, today begins a period of inner reflection and examination. The days stretch before me and invite me inward to that silence holy space that holds your spirit. This special time beckons me to see life through Christ's eyes and the truth and reality of your love incarnate. Give me the grace to enter the space of these days with anticipation of our meeting. And when I open my soul to your presence, let your loving kindness flow over me and seep into the pockets of my heart. I ask this for the sake of your love. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, I don't see ashes on your head. Uh, I'll get there. I'll get there. <laughs> it's not a holy day of obligation, Heather. I know. Come on. I know, but it seems like it's the only holy day of obligation that, or the only day that isn't a holy day of obligation that is, gets more people than a regular holy right, day. Right, it does. It gets a lot of people. <laughs> if I could get it out. Why don't we uh, turn to Gregory and see what's going on today in the show? All right. Okay, uh, good morning, guys. How are you this morning? Morning, Gregory. Uh, so coming up this morning, it's a better way to, or what is a better way to start a show than with a ticket giveaway to a big-time concert. Jan, uh, Jan Federal of the Catholic Community Foundation of each Eastern South Dakota will be back with us to tell us about more about this year's Gift of Hope event. And buckle up and join us to find out more about what's going on around you during our 10-minute tour. And Ash Wednesday, today, the beginning of Lent is upon us. Father Paul Timmerman of the Diocese of New Ulm will share a penance idea that he found to be fruitful last year, one that you could find helpful as well. All this and much more coming up this morning. Thanks, Gregory. Thanks, yeah, no Gregory. Problem. All right, so we're off and kicking. We've got lots going on. So I don't see ashes on your forehead either. I just I just want to point that out. Yeah, it's coming. Oh, are you going to go? Because <laughs> it's not a holy day of obligation. I don't know if you, you know. Yeah, I sing at, at Christ the King. In the evening. Do you? Just yeah. kind of walk around the church? I do. They know. don't ask me like, to sing. Yeah. I just do it. You just do it? I just do I it. I sing at my parish, too. You do? Not up front in front of Not everybody. with a microphone? Not with a microphone. No. Yeah. No. No. That'd be good penance for everybody else. It Maybe really would. Um, yeah, we're going to go tonight as a family. Uh, I'm not sure if my, my, our parish, St. Lambert's in Sioux Falls, has a 5.30 and a 7.15. Um, and I'm not sure yet which one we're going to. The 5.30 oh. is going to be packt. So yes. I'm going to have to send the kids up early to save Pew if, if we want to go then. Well, you have a couple kids you could send to do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm curious, Heather, just uh, before we, we <clears throat> visit with Jan, um, 
if you, if you've decided yet on, I know we're going to talk about it later with Father Timmerman, but if you've decided what you're going to, what you're doing for Lent since we started today. Yes. You have? Yeah, but Are aren't you, we going to do that in our banter? <sighs> well, I didn't say we're going to talk about it now. Okay. Yes, I've decided. I've decided a while ago. Okay. All right. I look forward to hearing about it. Have you decided? I have. Over the weekend. Mm. So. Okay. Well, let's so, move on. We have a lovely lady sitting at our yeah, table. Yeah, she's playing tennis right It's like she's watching a tennis match because she keeps turning her head from you from, from you to me and back. I know. We're exciting. <laughs> Good morning, Jan Fetterl. Good morning. How Hi, are you? I'm excellent. How are you? Good. We're glad to have you back. You work for the foundation department here in Sioux Falls. I do. What you guys do a couple things now and then for yeah, the yeah. diocese. <laughs> Just a little bit here and there. <laughs> but we're going to talk about a special group this morning. Um, we are doing a tif- ticket giveaway. It's a big time concert and it sells out. So this is your opportunity to get free tickets. So free who are tickets. who are the tickets for? The tickets are for Mark Schultz and um, those that don't know Mark Schultz, he is a contemporary Christian artist and um, won multiple Dove Awards. Um, just an amazing, amazing performance. A singer, songwriter, storyteller, mm-hmm. and I think the storyteller is probably. The favorite part uh, for me of the whole concert yeah. is every song he writes, there's a story behind that song, and yeah. he, he shares that. Yeah, he's going to be a fantastic concert. I was He came a, a few years ago, and I was able to go to that, and just the storytelling in between the songs. And then his songs are so moving. I'm a big crybaby, and I was crying. <laughs> <laughs> I was crying. You know, yeah, you know, people <laughs> laugh, people cry. Um, he has people up dancing. You mm-hmm. know, it's, it's an amazing concert. Yeah. If, if you're interested in getting the free tickets, and we'll talk about the details of when and where the show is, but the number is 877-795-0122. Uh, who's going to get the tickets? The first callers. The first two callers. We have a pair of tickets to give away, so four total this morning. Um, so the first two callers to call in will get free tickets to the 7 p.m. show. On what date? When, when is this big shebang, Jim? This big shebang is on Saturday, March 23rd, with two performances, one at 3 and then the next one at 7 p.m. Where okay. at? We're at? At O'Gorman Performing Arts Center um, on the campus of O'Gorman High School here in Sioux Falls. Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Sioux yes, indeed. <laughs> Sioux Falls. Sioux. <laughs> Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two is the number to call and get those free tickets. Yeah. So what's this event? Uh, so that's who's coming. But w- what's this event about, Jan? This event. It's, it's not about Mark, right? It's not about Mark. It's really all um, about Catholic Family Services, and we are extremely blessed here in our diocese to have an amazing group of individuals. Um, that call themselves Catholic Family Services. They provide such an, um, a wide array of services from you know counseling services, grief support, um, adoption services, um, you know, and, and, and it's just such a beautiful, authentic team of um, mm-hmm. employees that are just, it, it, we're, we're very blessed. And um, the fund, the Gift of Hope Fund, because people are like, well, what does Gift of Hope have to do with Catholic Family Services? Mm-hmm. The Gift of Hope Fund was established many years ago um, a- and um, to provide a fund, if you will, financial support um, for individuals who need 
these services but are unable um, to financially uh, afford them. Right. And so it's to really ensure that nobody is ever turned away from receiving these services. And, um, you know, from there, a sliding fee scale has been established and whatnot. Again, um, so people can come, and if they can't afford it, you know, they will never be turned away. Right. And I think that's really important because... The base of Catholic Family Services is their counseling services. And if you've ever gone for counseling services, it could be over, you know, $120 an hour. Correct. And who can afford that? Correct. Not many. And so the fact that you can go in there and and show your income and they can give you a sliding fee scale where you're comfortable, it's just amazing. So families are really getting helped by Catholic Family Services. Absolutely. Families, individuals, communities. Mm -hmm. um, They'll go in and and support communities if there's been a catastrophic loss. Um, You know, and... Yeah, they go in and give day-long retreats for grief and different ways of counseling. Another thing that I want to point out is their adoption um, portion of their programs. That also is a sliding fee scale. You know, a lot of people can't afford adoptions, and they'll work with you to uh, get that set up. And so that's amazing, too. Absolutely. Everything from, uh, you know, both sides of the adoption. There's, yes. There's the, the mother that needs the support mm-hmm. and, um, and that, for whatever reason, is going to put her child up for adoption. Um, you know, where to turn to, where to get that support. And it's not just a one and done. Um, mm-hmm. um, it's that ongoing support. And yes. I often talk to Christine Catholic Family Services about her ongoing support. And, and um, you know, she walks with these individuals mm-hmm. long after that baby is no longer in their arms. And it's just like, it's so beautiful. And to be able to um, help provide in raising funds to help with that, yeah. it's wonderful. So... Mark Schultz, a great byproduct of trying to help <laughs> right. individuals, but a it's great like, cause. but yeah, yeah. So it's like, I have a lot of people that are just calling and saying, you know what, we can't be there, but we believe in the cause. Mm-hmm. So here's, here's $500 mm-hmm. and uh, let me help somebody. Absolutely. Well, we, again, we have four free tickets that we're giving away uh, to the first two callers at eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. We'll get a pair of tickets for the seven p.m. show again that Saturday, March twenty third, at the Performing Arts Center at a Gorman High School in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Mm-hmm. What else, Jan, do you think would be um, good for people to know? Not only, well, maybe both about the concert and Mark Schultz, but also about the work of Catholic Family Services. Um. You know, um, like we already spoke a little bit, um, Mark Schultz speaks truly. His songs resonate with with the works of Catholic Family Services. Mark Schultz himself was adopted, and um, he wrote a beautiful song to his um, birth mother, and, and it's entitled Everything to Me. And what he speaks to is the fact that she gave him everything. She gave him life. Mm-hmm. And um, she gave him, um, s- selfishly gave him an opportunity that she probably wouldn't be able to give him at that particular time in her life. And, um, you know, and, and, and the song goes on to really resonate and explain that. And, and, and I encourage you to, to Google it if you have time to, to play it. It's beautiful. But in addition, then, in turn, Mark has adopted two children just yes. recently, two daughters, and just recently his second daughter. And, um, you know, so it's, it's, it really takes, uh, all, for all of us to attend a concert, you know, take two hours out of your life to just sit back and be fed 
with this information. It's a great time in Lent to be reminded of, you know, the gifts and the, the um, you know, everything we've been given and to really appreciate them and um, not take life so much for granted. Mm-hmm. And he helps resonate that in our hearts. And um, even though you, you spoke to the fact that he, he does move you to tears, he does also make you laugh a lot. Oh, absolutely. And, it's um, just a wonderful yeah, experience. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people, I don't think, you know, Mark Schultz, who's Mark Schultz? I don't, I don't know. Google Mark Schultz. And, you and know more of his yeah, songs than you think. it's amazing. Amazing. Yeah. The, the the long, long list of songs. Well, and he performed. did have so, a couple songs that went on the secular side of the world. And so you might have already heard some of his songs on regular radio. Mm-hmm. And um, some, I think even onto the country stations, yeah, some of them. Yeah, but well, and I wanted to be sure that everybody knew um, with Catholic Family Services, they don't just provide services for folks here in Sioux Falls. They have uh, counselors all over eastern South Dakota. Correct. It's the home base is here, but they provide services for everybody all over eastern South Dakota. So I think that's really important. That's, that is very important. And, um, and they will mobilize as a group. Again, if there's a catastrophic situation, um, I've seen them just pack up and, and you know, head out mm-hmm. and um, go on site to that particular community and, and help out and um, be there, right. quietly be there. Right. For those of you that are just tuning in, we're talking with Jan Fetrell this morning from the Foundation Department here in Sioux Falls, and we're talking about an upcoming concert with Mark Schultz to benefit Catholic Family Services, and that's going to be on March 23rd, two shows at 3 and 7, and we're also giving away two tickets or two pairs two of tickets. Two pairs of tickets. Two pairs of tickets this morning by calling 877-795-0122. Again, 877-795-0122. So, Jane, if somebody's not lucky enough to win those tickets, um, <laughs> tell us more about how you... Attending the event, we know when it is. There's, so there's two shows, actually, Saturday, March 23rd, a Gorman Performing Arts Center in Sioux Falls. Um, how do they register? What's the cost with those details? You bet. Um, all that information is available on our website if you go to the Catholic Community Foundation for Eastern South Dakota. Um, go to our website, which is ccfesd.org. Go to our website, and you'll get all the information. There's different levels and, 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 okay. and, and, and whatnot, so... You can you can find something. Or you can register work. online. Yep. Or you can call us at um six oh five nine eight eight three seven six five. Nine eight eight three six oh five nine eight eight three seven six five. And what's your cell phone number if they want to call and get tickets from you? <laughs> 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 no, no. Oh, right. Let's see what's Chris's that was number. Close. <laughs> yeah. Give him the high V number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a great point. Thank you for bringing that up, Heather. Um, tickets are also available at all the Sioux Falls High V stores, and um, they're a gracious partner in helping <coughs> us. Um, yeah, so the next time you're checking out, just wander over there and get your tickets. Exactly, just go to the service counter and they'll have your tickets for you. Yeah, I always love that they do that for us. They're wonderful. I, you know, the um, per, uh, the Gift of Hope concert has had uh, a number of great performers, singers, athletes, giving inspirational uh, talks and so on. But I love how connected Mark is in terms of... Mm-hmm. who he is and what he does to the mission of the gift of hope. That's correct. Um, so I, 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 is this his third time? Second. Yeah. Second time. Second back. time. Okay. He's back by popular demand. Okay. And yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, people just loved him. Loved, yeah. loved, loved him. Yeah. That's awesome. Very good. 
Well, thank you, Jan, for joining us this morning. Any last thoughts before we go? No. Um, uh, no, and then I say something. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. Please, please Boy. do come and, and enjoy the concert if you're at all available. We have two two shows. Um, hopefully one will resonate with your, your schedule and with your heart and, and hope to see you there. Very good. Well, we still have two sets available, so if you want to go of to... Of tickets, that is, to be clear. Yes. Tickets. To give away. Two sets of tickets. Two sets of tickets. Yeah, yeah. I'll get it eventually, not now two, that the not, segment's over. Not two sets of chairs. Or not two sets of chairs. <laughs> no. <laughs> tickets. <laughs> if you want free tickets to Mark Schultz, give us a call, 877-795-0122. Again, 877-795-0122. Well, thanks, Jan, for being on with us this Thank morning. Thank you so thanks, much Jan. for having me. I appreciate it. Okay, well, it's time for our first break of the morning. There's lots more coming up. Don't forget, 930 is our call-in segment where you get to ask questions you might have on the faith. Dr. Bergwald and Father Tim Smith will be answering your calls. Also, a discussion on threefold fasting coming up later in the show, along with how you can learn to talk to youth about sex. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Engaging and local. That's Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Our Catholic listeners, it's probably the, the majority of you that are that are listening and calling in and, and giving. We appreciate that so much. And uh, and it's just an opportunity to continue to grow. You know, to continue to grow in your faith. We know our faith isn't isn't limited to what you know in your head, but what you know in your head does help move your heart. And Catholic Radio is a great opportunity to engage in the faith, to learn more, to learn more about doctrine, to learn more about the gospel, to learn more about the scriptures and those essential elements of our faith. I also know that Catholic Radio really helps to reach people who would never darken the doors of the Catholic Church, who, mm. who don't know, who don't have a, a relationship with the church, and yet, you know, through whatever reasons, God's providence, they find themselves listening to this radio station. And uh, and I and I personally know that that's, that's been the source or that's helped many people on the way to conversion and deeper faith in Jesus Christ and, and the life of the church and the sacraments. So... Hi, this is Brett Byler, Area Account Executive with Real Presence Radio. Did you know the signal of Real Presence Radio reaches an audience of over 2.1 million people across North Dakota, Minnesota, South Dakota, Wisconsin, and Wyoming? Have you ever thought about running radio spots on the RPR network? We want to partner with you to help gain exposure for your business in front of a very faithful customer base. To find out more about your options, please call me, Brett Byler, at 605-670-8333. RPR is looking for an enthusiastic marketing director to help with overall marketing efforts. You'll be a key part of the development and execution of marketing plans to reach targets from brand awareness to mission promotion. This position requires a visionary and creative individual who can take the lead and focus our marketing for RPR activities and create a unified approach for the network. Degree in marketing, communication, or related field preferred? For a copy of this job description, email tonya at yourcatholicradiostation.com or call 877-795-0122. We all appreciate the comforting things in life. Great food, laughter, celebrating Mass together, and friendships. Here at Riverview, we have all those things and more. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director. With Senior Independent Living Apartments and our Crosshaven neighborhood for those seniors who need a little more assistance, it is the sense of community here that makes Riverview home to all of us. Contact me, Carrie Dew, or Kelly Brecky for a tour at 701-237-4700 or online at homeishere.org. 
This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you local hosts and guests from across the region. Now back to the show. Good morning. I'm Heather Caro. I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. We're your hosts this morning for Real Presence Live. It's Ash Wednesday. And we're having a beautiful morning. The sun is out in Sioux Falls, and I am loving every second of it. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Well, and it also is Ash Wednesday. Not a holy day of obligation, but still a highly attended Mass. It, it definitely is. Why do you suppose that is? Well, before we get into that, we have one more set of tickets to give away oh, for yes, the we Gift do. of Hope concert. Uh, Lori from Sioux Falls called in, was the first winner, but we still have one set of tickets. So if you would like to hear Mark Schultz uh, at 7 o'clock, 7 p.m. on Saturday, March 23rd, the Gift of Hope concert at O'Gorman High School Performing Arts Center in Sioux Falls, today sunny Sioux Falls, uh, the number to call for that second free set of tickets is 877-795-0122. Again, 877-795-0122. You know what we have to do, Heather? We have to figure out an acronym for the phone number. Like those numbers, like the letters on, on the phone, yeah. like the, the 877 and then something. Like well, some work, word that gets spelled. You work on that. You let me know. Okay, I'll let you know. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> back to rent, back to reality, as the song says. Back, yeah. Um, what do you? What do you? Do you? Do you mind? I, I kind of teased you or set set you up a little bit at the top yeah. of the show about if if you knew yet what you're doing for Lent, given you know that it started at midnight. Yes, I I am trying something new this year. Mm. Um, I have, in the past, I've focused mainly on food products. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, and so this year I am doing the 40 days, 40 bags. Bags? Bags. B-A or B-E-G? I can't tell with your accent. B-A-G. Bags or bags? <laughs> Bags or bags. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to fill 40 bags, and ideally, in a perfect world, it would be one bag a day, mm. and of stuff that I don't need and give to mm. uh, Salvation Army-esque, not Salvation Army, but maybe the St. Vincent de Paul Society. Sure. So um, any combination of, uh, like, clothing, food, whatever, it's mm-hmm. not of one kind of thing in particular. No. Because I, I look at my house and I have too much stuff. I don't need stuff. that stuff. Too much stuff. I don't need that stuff. Um, <clears throat> not your garbage, though. You're not going to put that in there. No, I'd, I wouldn't donate okay. garbage. Okay, good. good. No. Just, just making sure. <laughs> don't try to cheat there. If it's Holy Week and you're <laughs> filling your 40th bag with garbage, we're going to be talking. We're going to have a discussion about that. <laughs> yes, we are. So that's my plan. So I, you know, probably about three weeks ago, or actually a month ago, I'm like, okay, Lent's coming up. I got to start thinking about what I'm going to do. And then two weeks ago, all right, Lent's coming. I got to figure out what I'm going to do. And then last mm-hmm. Friday, uh, I had spiritual direction uh, with my spiritual director, one of our priests in the diocese. And he said, what are you doing for Lent? I said, I don't know yet. Um, but I, I, I thought about it and prayed about it over the weekend and came up with... Um, Three things sort of corresponding to the prayer, fasting, and almsgiving um, okay. things of Lent. Um, so with the prayer, uh, in addition to my regular daily prayer, what I'm... By the way, the reason that 
we're talking about this is just listeners. If, if you haven't f- decided what you're doing yet, these are just ideas. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jesus is very clear in the gospel today. You shouldn't tell people to show how uh, holy or pious you are, uh, what you're doing. And that's not what Heather and I are doing. Yeah. Here. Like, look at how great we no, are. Just ideas. Just ideas. Um, so for prayer, what I'm doing in addition to my regular daily prayer, um, I, my my desire is to pray one of the hours of the liturgy of the hours okay. uh, before Jesus in the Eucharist. So going to a oh, church or a chapel. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, just every to, day? to make it every day. Every wow, day, one that of the would be hours. beautiful. So um, that's one. Two, prayer fasting. Um, fasting, you know, sometimes I'll do more of that, 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 uh, metaphorical, not metaphorical, like the, the non-traditional fast, like fasting from TV or fasting from right. screens in general or whatever. This year I'm going to try to take it more, more, a bit more literally and, and, and not eat between meals. Um, mm. we'll see how that goes. <laughs> I think uh, I'm going to give up salt. Oh, wow. For fasting. Wow. See, I should give up sugar more not, than salt. Not just whatever is delivered to me. You know how you put your own salt on yeah. stuff? Yeah. You're you're a salty person, are you? Okay, I am salty. Um, <laughs> prayer, fasting, almsgiving. This is the one where I'm I'm giving a little bit of a uh, a unique twist, and I think this was uh, I, I'm grateful to God that he I, I think this is his idea, not my idea. But you know, y- y- almsgiving, giving money, paying money, giving money. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give away my attention, particularly to my kids. I'm going to pay attention. To my kids more when I'm home. I'm really bad, you know. As much as we get on, as much as I get on my kids, or as much as we get on uh, young people for being distracted by their devices. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I'm just as bad, if not worse, right. than than any young person. So um, to, to not not just to put the screens aside, but even to put aside the thing that I might want to do. Uh, I really hope the kids aren't listening to that this right now. Just to take <laughs> advantage, um, but but especially to anybody, but really especially when I'm home with my family, um, with my wife and my kids, to um, give the alms of my time and attention. Which again, I should be doing anyway. Yeah. But trying to be very intentional, and deliberate about that this year. Very so. interesting. Well, and my mom had a good idea. She's done this in the past, where um, she'll go. You know, if you're out and about eating Mm -hmm. at a fast food restaurant or a restaurant restaurant she says that she always chooses her second or third choice oh doesn't go go for what she really wants she gets an alternative so then that's a small a small nod of you know yeah yeah i thought that was kind of interesting if you're just tuning in, uh, I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. And I'm Heather Carroll. And this is Real Presence Live, and we're talking about what we're doing for Lent a little bit. We're just getting started, so um, maybe, I think I'm on the show again yet, it's Lent, I, I think. I think you are. So maybe we'll have a check-in. Yeah. Um, how's it going, Heather? How are the bags going, <laughs> Heather? No how's garbage, the, right? How's that salt? How's the salt? <laughs> well, my question is, is you listed three things about... Yeah. Your Lenten fast. Can you go into those three things for listeners? That Prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. Yeah. So um, the, the, in the Gospels, and, and one of the versions, I think it's from Matthew, is read at Mass today on Ash Wednesday. Um, in the Gospels, Jesus talks about how, um, in, in Matthew, it's in the context of the Sermon on the Mount, we should pray um, and that's where he gives the Our Father. We should fast, which means it literally means to eat less. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but but not in a proud way. We shouldn't make it clear. Oh, I'm so hungry because I'm so holy and <laughs> not eating. And to give alms, like to, to give alms to the poor, is mm-hmm. the literal meaning of that. So those are three practices that Christians from the beginning, because Jesus said at the beginning, obviously, yeah. have been doing as ways to grow in holiness, to to mortify ourselves. That is to to sort of bring our own passions, our desires, our appetites in the broad sense, to bring those a, a bit under control more, mm-hmm. and then to be more mindful of others. You know, the fasting to me is about uh, bringing my own appetites, my own desires under control. The almsgiving is about my service f- uh, to others, my love of others. And then, of course, prayer is about my relationship with God. So yeah. Lent is really it's a penitential season, but just a beautiful season to do what should we, we should always be doing that is seeking to go closer to God, bring our desires into control, and loving and serving others. That's right. Well, and I, I will have to say that I picked up a small book at the Mustard Seed. I plugged it. <laughs> Shameless plug. Shameless plug. But it's a, a walk through the the... 40 days of the gospels during mm. Lent and it's a uh, Bishop Robert Barron and it, I love him. And so I, I yeah. picked that up and I'm going to be doing that every day too. Awesome. Um, as part of my prayer portion of it, what, and this is kind of an oddball question, but what isn't Lent supposed to be? Has Lent lost its focus? Have people lost their focus when it comes to Lent? And what I'm getting at is, do they look at it as a period of time for self-improvement, like a New Year's resolution? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that, that you know, I, I've thought about that before. Like, um, fasting, um, is that just, well, I, I need to lose weight, so I'm going to. <laughs> exactly right. Um, you know, I, I think I think it can be okay as long as, remember, the priority here is uh to bring those passions that in that case that desire for food under control mm-hmm. uh to 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 rein in those passions those appetites those desires um it's not primarily about um losing a few pounds or inches off the waist although that can be a great thing if that happens it's primarily mm-hmm. for um drawing closer to our lord very good yeah that's very true oh oh what's that what's what are those dumb? What's that, Heather? That means fun has begun. Mass today. Uh, <laughs> lots of uh, good <laughs> opportunity to repent and believe in the Gospels. Amen. Well, today it's straight talk for the next half an hour where you get to call in and ask your questions about the faith to Dr. Chris Bergwald or Father Tim Smith. I will not participate. <laughs> <laughs> the phone number. You're our moderator. <laughs> I am. You're the moderator. I'm the moderator. I'm happy to do it. Our number is 877-795-0122. Again, 877 877- Seven nine five zero one two two. You can also submit any questions you might have on Facebook, and I will just say this disclaimer that.
RPR Radio has done so much for me and fellow men because we'll be meeting, our Curcio group meets, and we'll be talking, and men will say, I was listening to 1280, and all of a sudden this item came up, and we'll discuss it. It opens up a dialogue, and it also gives us answers, and it, it, and it helps us out, and once again, it helps us grow as Christian men. When I get overwhelmed in the day and start, my mind starts wandering, I know I can always turn on Real Presence Radio and find others going through some of the same struggles that I am and know that God's grace is right there with my asking for it. Real Presence Radio is a guiding hand for all of us in our faith journey. This is Deacon Gary Hager from the Diocese of Crookston, and I enjoy Real Presence Radio for the many different programs it offers, and it has helped me in my diaconate to sharpen up on those skills to become more knowledgeable and understand more fully the beauty of the Catholic Church. The Wanzig Family Foundation has proudly supported the mission of Real Presence Radio since 2004. With their help, we've been able to continue spreading Jesus Christ's message of hope throughout North Dakota, Minnesota, South Dakota, Wisconsin, and Wyoming. The Wanzik Family Foundation is dedicated to supporting Catholic initiatives and programs, like our weekly local show, Real Presence Live, heard on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, with the encores on Saturdays. Thank you to the Wanzik Family Foundation for being a part of this family of faith and hope. If you felt God's call to serve the church, Focus, the Fellowship of Catholic University Students, and the University of Mary have partnered to train you to do great things. The church is desperate for well-trained development and fundraising professionals, so we've launched the Institute for Catholic Philanthropy. Earn a graduate certificate or a full MBA in Catholic philanthropy and train for a transformative career in service to the church. Apply by April 1st to umary.edu slash serve. And I'm Doug Keck, and this is an EWTN Bookmark Brief. I just finished interviewing Dr. Thomas Madden about his book, The Concise History of the Crusades. Dr. Madden, why don't you give us an overview of what this book's about? It's a, an attempt to try to tell the story, the true story of the Crusades from their beginning, coming out of the Catholic Church in the Middle Ages, going to both their successes and their failures, and then bringing it up to, even to the modern age, um, to understand how the myths that developed around the Crusades came to be. What do you think the most surprising thing someone picking this book up would discover in reading it? It might be that the Crusades were not uh, these horrible wars um, of conversion against a, uh, a peaceful and sophisticated Muslim world. They were defensive wars, mm -hmm. and they were called to take back lands that had been conquered by Muslims. Dr. Thomas Madden is the author. The book is The Concise History of the Crusades. Look for the entire interview coming soon to EW10's Bookmark, and this has been a Bookmark Brief. Thanks for joining us. You're listening to the RPR Network. Now, back to more Real Presence Live. Good morning. I'm Heather Carroll. I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. Thank you for joining us on Real Presence Live. We're broadcasting to you live from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And it is now time... It is now time for Straight Talk. It's your segment where you can call in with any questions you might have on the faith or any current events. We have Dr. Chris Bergwald with us and Father Tim Smith. Good morning, Father Tim. Good morning. So if you have questions for either of them, give us a call, 877-795-0122. Again, 877-795-0122. Or you can submit any questions you might have on Facebook. 
So, Father, what uh, what mass did you have already this morning? Because I, I mentioned you got the ashes on your forehead. Yeah, I celebrated 6.45 a.m. mass Ouch. this morning. And a, a <laughs> big group of people, they were there. And then also there's a noon mass at our cathedral parish <clears throat> and then a 6.30 p.m. And, of course, it's great. There's... I see more unfamiliar faces on Ash Wednesday than right. I do any other holy days. I love it. And it's great because it's a day where we're reminded of our need for salvation, our need for repentance, but also God has a plan for us to grow in closer relationship with him. And so we say those words, repent and believe in the gospel. What, what are your, there are a couple, just out of curiosity, um, there are a couple different options that can be used when the ashes are put on the forehead. Oh, um, there are? There are. There's two options. Which, so, which one do you prefer, Father? So the one I just said is there's the first one listed in the Roman Missal is repent and believe in the gospel. The second option is remember you are dust and unto dust you shall return. Sure. Um, depending on how long of the line I have this morning, <laughs> there was quite a few people there uh, at early morning mass at the cathedral. And I like repentant and believe in the gospel, mm. but I'm like, I have an evangelical spirit where I love to just go for the jugular right wow. away. And so <laughs> to me, and it's, it's the option the church gives. Of course, this beautiful reflection, it's more meditative, you know, remember that you are dust and, and unto dust you shall return. That, that also that we're going to die and that we want to prepare ourselves for eternal life to be with God in heaven and so that remember that we were formed it's very scripturally from the book of Genesis and that God breathed into the earth and gave us life and then we shall return into that um, and so we want to prepare to go back to God as well. Amen. So. Uh, but, and of course, but ultimately, we will be uh, not dust forever because the end of time we'll get our bodies and souls reunited, get our bodies back glorified please, Lord, um, <laughs> for those who will be with the Lord in heaven. Amen. We need to raise that up more in our, our Catholic uh, teaching, too, that this beauty of the resurrection and, and what that mystery of the resurrection, what that looks like for us, too. So, yeah. Father, you have you ever traveled, uh, have you ever celebrated Ash Wednesday um, abroad, by chance? I have not. I uh, had a conversation with Father Schmidt uh, just talking about the practice in Europe and Rome. Yeah. Mm. What was that like for you, Dr. Bergen? So, yeah, in, in Europe, um, you don't get a cross in the forehead. Um, at least, uh, I should take, say, at least I know in Italy, the practice is not to get across the forehead. And instead, there's a little sprinkling of ashes on the head. Really? Yeah. So you don't actually, um, when I was, the, the three Ash Wednesdays um, I was in Rome for, um, ashes would be sprinkled on your forehead with those two options. Again, the missile is the same, uh -huh. but the practice is different where ashes are, it says, our ashes are placed on the head or the forehead, I think is what the, the missile directs us to. So what that looks like varies from country to country or region to region. And at least in Italy, that, that was the practice on like what we do uh, here in the U.S. of the the clear cross, typically, or smudged cross placed on the forehead. Right. For those of you that are just tuning in, this is Straight Talk. It's your opportunity to call in with any questions. Call us at 877-795-0122. Again, 877-795-0122. Or you can submit any questions you might have on Facebook. So my question is, when... And how and why did Ash Wednesday begin? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> when, how, and why did like, Ash... Like, what's the roots of this, you know? Um, ancient. Good. Okay. Well, Moving next on. question. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just have... It's, so, actually, 
um, I'm going to tell you the question. Here's my perennial, not, not anymore. I figured it out finally a few years ago. My question about Lent is, Heather, have you ever counted the days? Yes, there's more days than 40. There's more days than Father, do you know what the deal is with the, day, the number <coughs> of the days of Lent? I, I do. It's 45 days. And I know that also because I'm part of the Exodus 90 program uh, of about 6,000 Catholic men around the country are doing this. And we're at our halfway point today <laughs> because Easter Sunday. And so uh, we have 45 days until Easter Sunday. So so the the reason, um, if, you, if you count from Ash Wednesday um, till... Uh, it, it, so here's the deal. You have to take out the Sundays and... It used to be that Lent went up through Holy Saturday. If you count from Ash Wednesday to Holy Saturday, and, and not the Sundays because they're solemnities, you get 40 days of penance. Mm-hmm. That's, where we get, that's, that's where we get 40 days. The reason it's not 40 anymore is people don't realize what the Sundays, but also one of the changes, the small, uh, detailed, uh, only liturgical geeks pay attention to these things, changes that was made after Vatican II, is technically Lent ends at sundown on Holy Thursday. Yes. Thursday of Holy Week. So that threw the 40 off completely. There's yeah. no way to get... So it's, it's, it's symbolic now, um, but there's no way to get to 40 anymore because of that change that was made after Vatican II, where we now... The Triduum begins um, at sundown on on uh, Holy Thursday. Holy Thursday, yep. Yeah, so... Yep. But that's not... I, but to your question, Heather, I, that was all a big evasion for Father to hopefully do some research about <laughs> the, uh, the origins of Ash Wednesday. Well, you know... Uh, there's so much that's on the Bishop's Conference website, and I don't normally direct people to there because you can easily get lost, but there is really good clarity given on these days of abstinence and fasting that we celebrate in church. And so today, um, the Church Universal has also declared this as a day of fasting. And yep. so um, for those who meet the age requirements that they are actually going to be fasting for uh, from having any meat, and they're going to have Two small abstaining meals, from meat, abstaining, abstaining from, from meat, meat yes. and fasting. And fasting. So day of abstinence, Both. abstaining from meat, and then also a day of fasting. And what that looks like is having two small meals and one big meal. And that, I think, one of the best things I ever read about that is, well, how do I know what a small meal is? I say two snacks. Is, it, it, in my mind, that yeah, makes it more. That makes it I can understand what a snack is as a, as a second meal or a small yeah. meal. And yeah. so that's a great uh, help for us. Yeah. Um, well, if you have any questions, please give us a call. And it doesn't have to be about Lent. We promise we'll answer any question you have or at least attempt to. Our number is 877-795-0122. Again, 877-795-0122. You also can submit your questions on Facebook. And we actually have a question that the, uh, somebody submitted just about, Father, what you were just saying right now. What is the age range for par- for participating in fasting? Because you talked about that. Um, and actually, there is... Um, an age range and we'll talk about the numbers and then the why and the what after that so for members of the latin catholic church and so that would be most of our listening area the roman catholic rite um, the norms of fasting are obligatory from the age of 18 until the age of 59 and when fasting a person is permitted to eat one full meal as well as two smaller meals or two snacks that together are not equal to one full meal the norms concerning abstinence from meat both on Holy days, like or this day, Ash Wednesday, as well as on Fridays, 
are binding upon all members of the Latin church from the age 14 and onwards. So no meat from 14 up, and there's no upper limit on that, right? Um, and fasting is from 18 to 59. That's correct. What now? What what what's the deal, Father? I like think my teenagers, daughter. Like, yeah, I'm like, uh, don't let my hear my kid hear that. What, what what's 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 the church's uh, rationale there? Well, I I don't I think most of our families, <laughs> I have a thought, but you can most of our families I think encourage this this practice of fasting and teaching the faith, and so um, you know I'd like to hear your perspective, Doctor Bergwald, as a parent of, yeah. of young children. We, so we, we have five kids. The oldest is 14 and a half. The youngest just turned seven. Um, and they all fast and abstain from mm-hmm. meat. Um, so while the church sets out these these ages, of course, many families um, will extend them beyond. And I know people who are beyond 59 who fast. That's for health reasons, especially the yeah. upper limit, for folks um, who need to eat more often um, be, because of age and infirmity and so on. Mm-hmm. Um or you have you have pregnant women, yep. nursing women. You know, there's a lot of different variables. You have to use a little bit of common sense, and if it's safe for you to do the fasting and uh, follow those rules. Amen. Okay, we're going on to a caller. We have Claire listening in on Holly in Holly, Minnesota. Good morning, Claire. Good morning. And you have a question for um, us. Yes, my question is. Why in the book of Exodus does it say that God hardened Pharaoh's heart? That's a great... You know... Yep. (laughs) Go ahead. Sorry, interrupted there. Sorry, go ahead, Claire. I was was excited about your question, but go ahead. What was the rest of it? Um, I'm just wondering that because usually it seems like God would want to draw hearts to him, not harden them. Yeah, that, that, that's a great question. So um, a couple things that that most saints and scholars point to when it comes to understanding what is it? Because it, as Claire, as you just said, Claire, it does seem like, why would God, in effect, push somebody away? Doesn't he want us all to be saved, as as St. Paul writes in First Timothy? Um, but he does. It's, it says very clearly in Exodus that, that God hardened Pharaoh's heart. So what's going on there? Two things come to my mind from things that I've read over the years. Um, and Father, I'd be curious to hear your thoughts as well. First, the first thing is um, God gave Pharaoh several opportunities uh, to do the right thing. Um, and Pharaoh kept refusing and refusing and refusing. So hardening his heart, m- many scholars and saints will say that that can refer to the fact that God will, um, he's always seeking after us, but if we continue to refuse him, sometimes he says, okay, I'm going to let you hit rock bottom. Mm. Mm. The hardening of the heart is not deliberately pushing Pharaoh away. It's allowing Pharaoh to experience the full consequences of his sins with the hope that he will repent and return to the Lord. So the hardening of heart is, is, is like chastisement or discipline that a parent gives, that God, we read throughout Scripture, that God does the, to those that he loves mm-hmm. so that they will draw closer to him. Um, that's that's the, 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 probably the, the best explanation that I've heard. Father, what, what have you heard about in terms of why God would harden Pharaoh's heart? Well, not speaking directly to that passage of Scripture, but just thinking about even the legacy of the saints. And so St. Ignatius's spiritual exercises, and we know that the first major stage of the first 
uh, two parts of St. Ignatius' rules of discernment is that the Lord allows us to experience the effects of sin and separation from God. Mm -hmm. And so going from your theological point, Dr. Bergwald, is really recognizing that the Lord will allow us as a loving father to experience the sorrow, that spiritual desolation, those consequences, affirming our will opposed to his will, you know, that we're free agents. And so recognizing how that's a means of permitting us to freely respond to him. If God works in his freedom to allow Pharaoh's heart to be hardened, um, certainly that's a consequence of his free action, but also of God the Father, you know, working to allow that all the more. And I think in both cases, the important thing to keep in mind is that that's, that's a means to an end. Mm-hmm. Where when, when we read here and, and the spiritual reality we experience about God hardening a heart, that's not permanent. It's medicinal, mm-hmm. meant to draw Pharaoh and us back. Mm. Interesting. Claire, does that make sense? What do you think about that? Yep, that makes sense. I'm, I've heard the answer a few different times, but I couldn't quite remember, and it came back up in the reading, so... Okay, great. Thank you. Thank you. All right, if you have a question, please give us a call, 877-795-0122. It can be about the Catholic faith. It could be about current events. Just give us a call, 877-795-0122, or you can submit any questions you might have on Facebook. Father, um, one thing that many people do during Lent is... is, um, take up the practice of doing some uh, additional spiritual reading or spiritual reading. They don't normally do it. Um, is that a practice that you undertake yourself or do you always do spiritual reading? Are you always reading something spiritual and holy father? Truth be told, my permanent deacon in our parish is the master of spiritual <coughs> oh. reading and deacon radio. He's doing a, he's doing one of the form.org programs of the Augustine Institute, uh, Pope Benedict's teaching on Holy week. Um, and he was telling me about it over breakfast the other day. And so he's a great model for me. But, you know, we all have different practices or things we're drawn to. For myself, I'm always trying to read A Life of a Saint. Mm. Um, and there's great, and I like to get books that are like from the 1950s. There's some really exhaustive good lives of the saints. And so I'll even use interlibrary loan. Even at our public libraries, you can get great books that come from theological libraries around the country. So I even get books from Christendom College or from seminaries that come to my local library and I encourage our listeners all around the Midwest you can do the same thing you can find good lives of the saints and you can get those books free of charge and you can be able to read those things and so right now I'm reading about some of the passionate saints every six months I try to read the life of a saint Mm. and so spiritual reading for me my desire for holiness is strengthened by reading about the lives of saints um, but other people are edified by theological books mm-hmm. or other forms of spiritual reading. How about you, Doctor? Um, I I tend to I go in and out because, frankly, this is so much a part of what I love to do in my job, if you will. That sometimes um, I have to do other devotionals uh, or other devotions to accomplish the same thing um, because it's sort of a hobby of mine, the theological. With the saints, to what you just said, Father, for me. I heard a recommendation a couple of years ago. Um, don't only just read about the saints, but if we can, read their own words as mm. well. So I, I picked up a volume of, of a collection of the uh, writings and sayings of St. Catherine of Siena, actually about a year and a half ago. So I've been, during Advent and Lent, uh, picking that up and, and reading that a bit um, for similar reasons to what you said. But we're, I'm not only learning about her life, 
but she's actually speaking to me mm. in the sense of reading her words, her writings as well. The great models of prayer. I mean, if we, spiritual reading, of course, um, there's great opportunities to maybe take a day of recollection. Maybe in your diocese or in your parish, there is a book study that's mm-hmm. happening or a reflection. Or a lot of parishes at this time of year, they hand out a devotional. Or maybe some parishes give a specific book for spiritual reading. Mm-hmm. I know up in Bismarck several years ago um, that they gave away some of Father Jacques Philippe's books mm-hmm. in the in the cathedral parish there. And all the parishioners were able to read and meditate and take that spiritual reading. And so great recommendations can be received from your parish pastor. And so talk to your parish priest and say, Father, you know me. What do you think would be a good spiritual book for me to read? You know my desire for holiness. You know my sacramental practice. Is there a good saint that you can recommend? And they might share their passion for a specific saint, or they might want to match you up, led by the Holy Spirit, and give you a good recommendation. Mm-hmm. And if you're not really sure, I mean, there are all sorts of spiritual classics. Uh, so just maybe off the top of our heads, Father, Father we could give a, some just general recommendations. Again, depending on where you're at, who you are, your temperament, your personality, one of these probably will speak to you more than the other. But I think of St. Augustine's Confessions mm-hmm. as a spiritual classic. More recently, St. Therese of Lisieux's autobiography, the story of a soul, um, another Teresa, Saint Teresa of Avila, um, and and her uh, what's the, the mansions? What's the uh, interior castle? Interior castle, yeah, with with the, the different the mansions. Um, those are three that came to my mind in terms of great spiritual classics. I think something that's uh, really <clears throat> beloved by a lot of people is a book, Abandonment to Divine mm-hmm. Providence. It's written by uh, French Jesuit de Cassade, and this has been a back pocket book by many holy people and saints through the last several centuries and it's a wonderful meditation on just you know spiritual theology and meditation upon seeking to do the will of god in daily life and of course there are great contemporary authors and you don't have to reach too far i think i can recommend any one of jacques philippe's book Mm -hmm. father philippe is loved and actually in our listening area in the upper midwest i spoke to scepter publishing they sell more father philippe books here in minnesota and the dakotas than they do anywhere else in the world wow and so there's something about his his french spirituality that really strengthens us and of course he comes from the community of the Beatitudes and their great community of spiritual believers and really rich and small pocket size that you can take with you in your daily life. Another Well, we have, uh, I'm just going to throw in the number real quick as we continue the conversation. If you wanted to ask any question, we still have time for your call. 877-795-0122. Again, 877-795-0122. If you want to submit your question on Facebook, you may do there also. Um, Father, one of the things that I've, Heather and I were talking about um, prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, and sometimes we we take those literally, sometimes during Lent we take them more metaphorically. Um, There have been times when I've sought to fast from the news Mm. Mm. um, and, and not... Um, pay as close of attention to this because I could be a news. I'm a political junkie, mm-hmm. news junkie, where I'm hitting refresh on the browser every half hour or something, and um, trying to follow all the breaking news. Um, but I think there's a reality where, on the one hand, we should be um, informed, especially for those of us who live in the world, whether it's laity or ordained or religious. Um, if we're not cloistered. We probably should follow current events to stay informed, to be faithful citizens, as our bishops tell us. Um, And yet, at the same time, um, we shouldn't be overwhelmed by the news. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that's a great recommendation. So, you know, maybe exercising some prudence. And the best uh, instruction I've ever see- received from a priest was when you sit down at your computer, maybe have a pen and a piece of paper and write down what are you going to do when you sit down in front of this oh, media really? device. Oh. And maybe say, I'm going to check the news. Yep. I'm going to look at the local news. I'm going to look at the weather. I'm going to check this. And then that's it. I'm not going to get lost in March Madness. Yep. I'm not going <laughs> to get lost in church news or opinion or op-ed or blog post. I'm going to just stay informed with the facts. And then I'm going to go back to the duties and responsibilities of the day. Yeah. I think it's, for me, uh, more recently, it's been very difficult uh, with all of um, these abortion laws that are being passed or trying to be passed. I read a little bit about them, but I can't read too much about them because it upsets me too much. Is that a bad thing? Wh- what? Which which part? <laughs> that I don't read in full detail everything that's going on because it upsets me. So oh much. yeah, I think I think you have to be wise about who you are and your personality and and those things. And I think just knowing what's going on is sufficient. We don't need to read. Don't all, need all, all the, the gory details. details. Nope. Wonderful. Well, we have a question from Becky in Sioux Falls. Her question is: Her best friend came out as being gay in college. He currently has been diagnosed with bipolarism. He killed his father and just committed suicide. Mm. How does she pray for him? Can she pray for him? Great question, Becky. Um, Poignant question. Father, uh, my initial thoughts, Becky, yes, you you can certainly pray for him and for his father. Um, How you do that, I I think like anybody, Father, who we know, uh, a friend, family, loved one, an acquaintance who's passed away, Mm -hmm. um, there's not not a a sort of a a magic formula. There are certain words that we should use, so it really can just be a uh, heartfelt prayer of, Lord, I entrust... um, Joe or Jane, whoever they are, to your mercy. I pray for them. I pray that um, you would have mercy on their soul and that they might um, be with you in heaven forever. And how else would you answer that, Father? Well, just continuing to storm heaven and pray and ask God's mercy upon this person. And actually, we're going to start doing that right now here. And we're going to pray for this friend. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Heavenly Father, we ask that you would watch over and strengthen Becky at this time as she mourns the loss of her friend and this horrible tragedy, this horrible uh, influence of evil in our world that's led to such darkness. And we entrust this friend and the victim of this crime to the mercy of God who is full of love and forgiveness. Lord, Heavenly Father, we know of your great love for us and that in whichever ways that we falter, whether we're under psychological distress, Lord, we know that we can entrust you to watch over us and we ask for your healing mercy and forgiveness for all those afflicted and we ask all this through christ our lord amen Amen. in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit amen Amen. and just an encouragement becky to continue to pray pray a divine mercy chaplet and ask god's blessing upon this friend and this healing for the people who have been affected. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us this morning, Father Tim. And we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we have a lot going on. So you don't want to miss a single moment of it. We'll be back in just a minute.